<laughs> Dude, shout out like Clyde. honestly, shout out to Clyde Drexler who retired in the same year that Michael Jordan did. Yeah, I know. Forever in his shadow, dude. Forever in his like shadow. Literally, yeah, that's literally, I mean, yeah, like retired. Thank you, Jay, thank you for the fucking title of the episode. Forever oh. in his shadow. Wow. Oh my god, that's good. that's good. That's really good. So I saw this on the NBA Reddit today. You can join any NBA team. You get a full 82 game season to score 20 point, 20 total points. Get 10 assists and five rebounds in an entire season. You get a guaranteed 20 minutes per game. If you succeed, you will receive a five year, $250 million NBA contract. If you fail, you die. Shit. So is it what team I think I would be able to survive on? You you can join any NBA team. Okay. But you you have to you have to score twenty total. Am I this height? You are. It's Who are you? You are you. And you have to score twenty total points, get ten dimes, and grab five boards. Shit. Okay. I know okay. my answer, so I'm curious to see what you guys think. I I weirdly enough think I might have mine too. I got mine. All right, you guys go, and then I'll, I'll come up with it by the time you guys. No, I want to go last. Teddy. I already had this discussion with my brother, so you two have to go first. Motherfucker. Okay. Nikki, go ahead. I, I'll go first. I will say mine. We'll discuss. Jay, you can continue thinking of yours. I, uh, and we're talking current teams, right? Yeah. Or is this team. all time? Cool, cool. The Oklahoma City Thunder. Interesting. I think. You think you that team on that team? Yes, I think I can do it on that team because I think there's a lot of people on that team who could score. And they've got a lot of very good they, – they would help me with all of my terrible deficiencies that would happen on the court because that's just kind of how I feel. Can like also, you can also loop your team in on it, but you cannot tell them that you'll die if you don't get it. <laughs> that's part of the rules. You cannot tell them that you'll die if you don't get it. <laughs> what, a ridiculous, what a ridiculous situation. Look, man, we don't have sports. Not- we got to just do dumb hypothetical. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Oh, man. Oklahoma. Uh, I don't hate that pick. Yeah, I figured Oklahoma because, like, I think Chris Paul would just be able to orchestrate something that would make it so I can both score. Get And I know Steven Adams already made it so he would just, you know, box out so Russ can get the fucking rebounds. I'd be like, yo, we're just going to do it. We're just going to pull a Russ. Right, let me get five rebounds in the season, and we're good. We're fine. I think I can do that with him. Um, yeah, I feel like a combination of the picks that him and, like, Gallinari can set for me as I run around like a madman and then – Chris Paul will be able to, you know, kick it out. I'm bound to hit one eventually. Um, let's see. And then what is it? Uh, the assist. The assist. I think I can do some pick and rolls with Stephen Adams. Uh, uh, can throw some up to Nerlens Noel. Uh, Shake. I'm just gonna th- tell you. You go to one corner, and then Danilo goes to the other corner. They'll hit it. Uh, and then every once in a while, I'll just we'll do like a pick and pop with Chris Paul, where he will just shoot from the elbow because he cannot miss from there. Interesting. Yeah, be good. We'd have to pay. We'd have to play at the slow play, slow pace that Chris Paul is used to. So that yeah. would also help. Yeah, except they they run a decent amount and they do a lot of pick and rolls, like a lot of pick and rolls. Look, I you know I can run. <laughs> you look, I I'm, I didn't say look. I would never pick one them thing, I'm in terrible shape. One thing I can do is run. That's probably the only thing I can do on the basketball court. But I can run. I can run for days. 
right, I have my so team. I'll be able to keep up with them, but I'm not that fast. So we'd have to also, you know, have that. Go ahead. What do you got? I have, my, I have my team. I feel like this is an easy one. I'm going Houston Rockets because they spread the floor. They pretty much only shoot threes, which means I'll get to 20 points faster, assuming that I hit my shots. Yeah. Uh, I have an entire season to hit, you know, however many shots I need to hit, seven shots. Uh, that's it. And maybe I get to the line, so that shortens my time getting there. As far as rebounds, they shoot a lot of three-pointers. Nobody's fouling you, dude. (laughs) They're either ripping (laughs) or they're beating your shit into the fifth row. Like, don't fucking kid yourself. How dare you? I I had no point thought to myself about shooting free throws. I'm I'm incredibly physical, okay? (laughs) Incredibly physical. Jay's big old thick like like Kyle Lowry. That's why. (laughs) Exactly. I will earn that. Pump fake and then shoulder. Uh, As far as rebounds are concerned, (laughs) oh, boy. The only reason I think I'd have a chance to get 10 rebounds is because of the fact that they shoot so many three-pointers. Long rebounds, baby. Long rebounds. That's my only yeah, way long getting rebounds it. is a good one. And then assists, you know, you got two guys in Russ and – I would prefer to pass to Russ in that scenario because James will dribble so much that I will lose the assist. Yep. You get, but, an assist is technically two dribbles and a move. To get yeah. Credit I would go – I would go. The NBA doesn't really seem to abide by that, but that's because I'm not. not I'm not dribbling. Often. I'm not dribbling. I'm definitely not. I'm. I'm not passing a lot, because uh, the 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 arm the 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 wingspan is just like it's just not going to work. Effective. So I'm saying the wingspan the is prohibiting you from seeing your teammates. On the- <laughs> yeah, altogether. <laughs> altogether. There's a there's a grown man who's about six eight in front of me. His wingspan is about seven foot four, and I am about the size of his torso. My my chances are very slim, but I'm pick, I'm picking the Houston Rockets. That's my choice. Dad, did I include in here that you have the choice not to accept this? Because that's my answer. <laughs> no. Oh wait. wait, I asked that. that. Was you never, said I had to. That was never in the that was never in the cards. I believe I said, "Do you do it?" No, no, no. I but asked. I was like, question, it, I mean, do we it, do it or who do we choose? And you said, you, who do we choose? You said, who do you choose? It's it's obviously bro. more fun if you if you pick somebody. But I, I because if the option is don't do it, I'm, I don't have that much irrational confidence. Of course, I'd say no, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so like my thought is like, there's absolutely no way I could accomplish any of this. Just, I mean, simply, it's just simply impossible. Like your guy could leave you open by four feet, but the the speed and the athleticism. They're covering that ground real quick. Well, I've never shot from that far before. <laughs> I don't even know if I can hit the basket from that far. I've never oh, shot you, 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 Yeah, I can bang NBA threes. Yeah, you can hit an NBA three. It might take a second, but you could. Jay, you said you had to hit seven. You're on an NBA All team, and you got long. access to an NBA strength and conditioning program. Oh, oh so then my shape yeah. is up. Oh, well, then maybe I changed my shape. Well, I'm not saying yeah, your shape is up. I'm, I'm just trying to make you stronger here. You don't, you don't get to Thank be in better shape. You just get to be strong. Thanks. Thanks, man. Uh, but uh, if I do have to play the game, I am similarly choosing the Houston Rockets for you have to. literally all the um, reasons that you stated, save one, and that's that. Uh, you're you're playing with two guys, Russ and Harden, who stat hunt for assists. So they're gonna like be making a point to try to get those assists. So like if you're open, you're getting the ball. 
They also are stat hunting for rebounds, though, which makes that rebounding thing way harder. <laughs> not Harden so much, but, but Russ, yeah. R- Russ goes. He's like, yo, get the fuck out of my way and gets mad at people when they grab his But rebounds. the thing is, you only get five it. rebounds in an 82-game season. So, like, the, the, the yeah. rebounds is the easiest part because statistically speaking, the law of large numbers, there are enough shots in, the, in every game that you're going to play where you're in, you're in for 20 minutes that a ball is going to somehow get to you. I agree with you. I agree with that. Like, the ball goal. is somehow coming your way. Uh, I don't know. Is the 10 assists or the – like, I, I'm just hoping – I think the 20 points is harder the, the than the 10 assists. Assist, I, I think the 10 assists could be easy because, like, if you get, like, an outlet pass and you just fling it down court to somebody, like, streaking down the court, you just hope you get a fucking, you know, like a, a fast break outlet pass. Yeah. Yeah, I the point. Yeah, I, I I'm a ter- I'm notoriously a terrible shooter. So like I'm just it's gonna be. Although I was fucking banging them the other day at pickup. <laughs> Pull, I mean, pulling off from like thirty two, dude. You, fucking you crap. Play and like if I get hot, like I don't miss. But like when I'm cold, I'm I'm cold. Oh, I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen it. Cold, cold. <laughs> when he's so hot, hot, I don't miss. Like I will pull up from anywhere. Oh man. It's it's a sight to be seen when 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 Taddy is cold. Oh boy, it is a hey, sight to gotta be seen. shoot to get hot. Gotta shoot to stay hot. Hey guys, you know? you so I just shooting. googled this really quick. Can you guys tell me? I just want this is a fun little question I'm gonna ask you. I like this. I like asking questions like this. Can you tell me how many players or how many seasons? Because there might a player might have done it twice. I'm not sure. Where an NBA player played tw- at least 20 minutes per game. And still had less than five total rebounds the entire season. How many times has that happened? Since I'm gonna say since forty-seven. I'm gonna say forty-six, forty-seven. I'm gonna say ten times. I'm gonna say eighteen. Okay. Wow. The answer is seventeen. So good job, Ted. Ooh. That's close. That's wild. I was originally gonna yes. say seventeen, but I actually thought that was a little too low. But yeah, I didn't want to we got R- going over. RJ Hunter, Dante Jones, Randy the Players Livingston, that I don't doubt have achieved this statistic. <laughs> Aaron Jackson, Oliver Lafayette. Oh, Jeremy Lin. Uh, in the 2017-2018 season. Terry that doesn't Mill. Me. Nah, me neither. Uh, Ronaldo oh, Major. Here, here's a good one. Your what birth you month... Your birth month has one chance to score on your birthday. So there's a diff- oh, one guy for your birth month and a different player for the day of your birth. If he scores, okay. you get $5 million. If he doesn't, you die. So <laughs> okay. mine is Charles Barkley attempting to score on Brad Beal. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Can, I think so that's it. on that five. I'm no. taking it. Chuck is, oh, yeah. Chuck is backing him down. Oh, yeah. There's no chance. When's your birthday? One seventeenth. So you 17th. also have Chuck. Tight. Well, yeah, our birthdays are a day apart. That's right. You have Chuck trying to score on Andrew Wiggins. Oh, give oh, me that all day, dude. All day. Oh my <laughs> god. Oh my god. I might buy Andrew Wiggins something as a thank you. <laughs> Lord knows he needs the money. Jesus. Yeah. Uh I'm November sixth. So what does that oh. get me? Oh no! Uh-oh. <laughs> you're not getting. You're dead. Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso on Bill Russell. Oh no! That's the goat all day. Wait a minute. Let's go, the greatest. The greatest Laker ever versus the greatest Boston Celtic ever. Come on. You are literally uh, a role player 
trying to score on the greatest defensive player <laughs> of all time. Oh my god, that's so good. It's funny. Oh, I was so sad. I was listening to uh, uh, Bill Simmons had like the Book of Basketball 2.0 podcast that he did this year, which was really fucking cool. Like for the listeners, if you guys haven't had a chance to check it out, it's Listen a really the Reggie cool. Miller episode. The sure. Reggie Miller episode is fascinating. It's a really good episode. Him and Shea Serrano break down whether or not Reggie Miller is a superstar. Uh, they did episodes on Dwight Howard. They did episodes on James Harden. They did an episode on Kobe. They did an episode on uh, uh, Bill Russell. Um, who else did they do episodes on? Carl uh, Malone. Like they do episodes on all these guys throughout NBA history and just debate their status and place in NBA history. And the Bill Russell episode is fascinating. Like he just, he just had such a, a fascinating life and like, you know, being the first black coach in NBA history and like just the way that he kind of held himself, the way he played defense, the way he thought about defense, the way he thought about leadership was fucking awesome. Highly recommend for anybody who's got some free time, which is everybody. Everybody. Hey, real quick. This is kind of basketball related. My friend just sent me this. So uh, Hassan Minhaj, uh, comedian from like uh, Daily Show and all that. Mm-hmm. He just, just had a baby. And he says, uh, the, the, the Hodge family grows, and according to Bina, it's done growing. But you never know. Shoot or shoot. <laughs> I love – dude, Hassan Minhaj, Hassan Minhaj is my favorite. I fucking love yeah. that, dude. He's, uh, he's been on Bill Simmons' podcast a few times. He's a huge Sacramento Kings fan. Yeah, huge big Kings fan. Kings fan. He's he also a huge oh, he hates Jordan it. sneaker fan. Yeah, big, big sneaker head. Big, uh, big Sacramento Kings fan. He's great. I love it. And he despises the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I forgot I was in the same house. Sorry, because I brought that. Sorry, I just joined. Brought to me some, some new Jordans that are coming out, and I'm pretty Ooh. pumped about them. I've never owned a pair. Me neither. So. Never owned a pair either. I would love to. I would get the Jordan ones. Like the, I don't know, they're so classics to me. That's that's what these these are. They are. Uh, here, I'll, I'll pull them up. Pulling them up. Yeah, I I, uh, I would get the Jordan ones, the uh, Spider Man one. Get the. The Miles Morales. Oh, that's nice. That's a good color scheme. Is that slate gray or is that my just uh, like some sort of gray or my they're, fucking? They're calling it smoke gray, but yeah. Yeah. Boom. It's like a light. I it's like see. a light gray. Like a light gray. Those are nice. Yeah. I like I, I, see, like I, I could never do like the red, the red and like black because like I don't wear a ton. I don't wear. I don't wear a ton of clothes that would match the color scheme of the red ones. But gray and black, like sure, you can match that with anything. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, I like the blue and black personally. The ones, those are my faves. Oh yeah, those are nice. I like those. There's so many colors in the ones. It's wild. Um, whole lot of money. Guys, is Sarah Silverman hot? No. Yes. Oh, I agree with Nikki. She's not, man. Have you ever seen uh, the like her? The, the, you can find naked pictures of her online. Not great. She put yeah. She puts them on her Instagram very often. It's, it's not great. It. She's got a weird, got a weird body. Doesn't do it for me. I'm good with it. I'm good. I'm into it. Um. Well, on that note, welcome back, y'all. This is episode <laughs> one twenty two. <laughs> I forgot we were okay. recording. <laughs> We've well, some of us have been drinking. Some of us have been dipping. We're all. You know what? We are. In, we are in full quarantine mode. I went out. I went out. I, I, I did. I did break self quarantine today because I ran out of chewing tobacco and I went out and bought three tins of it today. I mean, yeah, listen. So I went to the grocery store week. last night. I'm planning on going to the butcher shop this weekend. Grab Dude, some stop, more shit. Stop doing that. 
I have to get stuff. Just go to the normal grocery store. Why? There's way less people at the Dude, butcher I'm shop. Dude, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to go. I'm not trying to go to the fucking the the butcher. There's probably flies flying around. I like to picture that the butcher. The butcher is like some sort of place from like medieval times. No, it's yeah. high quality. This is. I was. I was talking to my parents about this today. They're like, "Oh, everybody's running out of meat." I was like, "You know who's not running out of meat? The person who only sells meat." They're the meat, fine. The the meat market. Jay's yeah. favorite place to go yeah. to get food and sometimes on the weekend. <laughs> Don't worry about yes. it, folks. Jay's got a meat guy. Yeah. I can't wait. Jay frequently walks around to the tune of it's running through my head all the time. Uh welcome back, y'all. This is NBA, the podcast that tries about talk about NBA shit. Mostly we just talk about shit. This week we're actually gonna talk about NBA shit. Uh I'm your host, Jay Keelas. Uh yeah, we got into some shit early on. Uh, I'm your host, Jay Keelas, uh, from the West Coast. Introduce yourself, sir. Hey, it's Nikki Keelas, a.k.a. Zach Dairy LaQueen. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah, that's good. I, it, it, uh, I didn't get that at first. It like, takes a second, but you hit it. Yeah, you're like, oh, yes. Blizzard, please. It's been a minute uh, since I've had a blizzard. And uh, my 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 dipping friend, my guy who got three tins today. Introduce yourself, sir. Hey, it's Tad, aka Rick Shits. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I was reading about the, wow. the Pacers. I, I've been since we since we come up with this new little thing that we're doing. I, I was reading about the Pacers. I was reading about the game that we'll talk about today. Well, thought, you know what? I, I saw Rick Smits. I tell you what, Tad. In a year and a half, two years of being on this podcast, you've contributed literally one idea, and that was this idea. So um, I, I got <laughs> Kelly Dwyer, I got Kelly Dwyer and Tankathon uh, Matt uh, Hoover uh, from Tankathon on this show. That's so that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. You, I would say in those situations you curated, you did not create. So this is the first time you've created. Content. I did host an episode by myself with Matt. Again, that's fine. You it, it took one. you like a week to post after the content was, was like no longer relevant. That was a rough period of time for me. Thank you for bringing that back up. Uh, <laughs> in any case, Tad, I'd like you to introduce this week's topic and the topic of the following weeks because Tad this weekend, in a in a drunken stumber of, of genius, came up with the topic that we'll be covering over probably the next 10 episodes. Um, so, Tad, take it away. Introduce, tell, tell the listeners what they should be expecting over the next couple of episodes. It's very exciting. We are going to talk about the NBA from Michael Jordan's retirement to where we are today, sort of the evolution of the game, the things that went on, the storylines, the players, the awards, the finals, the laughter, the tears, uh, the choking in some situations, uh, both physical and um, in the uh, proverbial sense when you lose a, a game that you should win, uh, of the uh, 90s through the two thousand, late 90s, basically end of Jordan era. Jordan's second retirement to uh, today's game. So uh, in all honesty, it's, uh, you know, sort of like uh, from, from Shaq and Kobe to Clay and Steph. Yep. It's going to be a very exciting time. We're very pumped to talk about it. And today, to Tad's point, we are starting with the 1997-1998 NBA season. So let me paint a picture for you guys, okay? The year is 1997. <laughs> the Academy Award winner... For best film, are you ready for this? I know the you answer, but you can go ahead. <laughs> Son of a bitch, you already knew. Damn it! The Academy Award winner for best picture is Titanic. 
which is a great metaphor for where this next coming season is going to go after Michael Jordan retires. And the number one song of this year, any guesses? 1997. My heart will go on. Ooh, no. Uh, it would probably be out there somewhere. Fuck, 1997. Probably something by like Sync. It's actually Elton John, Candle in the Wind. Something oh. about the way you look tonight. Yes, 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 yes. Honestly, maybe like it's a good song, but not not a big. I'm. It's not a part of my go-to. No. Elton John catalog. No, I'm, I'm more of a Rocket Man guy. It's not. It's not on my list either. It's not on my list. Um. So we're coming into the season, guys. Uh. Lot of lot of shit going on coming into the 1997-98 season. Obviously, the Bulls are coming into the season having won two championships in a row, um, looking to win their third, clearly coming in as the favorite. Um, However, trouble is inside of the Bulls' locker room. There's rumors about Scottie Pippen getting traded. There are rumors about Dennis Rodman getting traded. All this is happening, and oh, by the way, a young man by the name of Timothy Duncan gets drafted the season the, at the end of the season prior and is entering his rookie season for the San Antonio Spurs. This kid from the islands uh, has come out after three years at Wake Forest. Number one overall pick. Is that the same, the same guy that coaches the Spurs now? He does coach the Spurs now, yes. Good yeah. call. Wow, man, that's crazy. Cat. Good call. Wild stuff. Long time coming. Um, Nikki, why don't you break down the season for us? Tell us what happened. What are some? Oh no, pardon me, Tad. Thank you, Tad. Lead us off. Talk to us about the ninety-seven, ninety-eight season. Well, there's a lot. There were a lot of things that happened. Actually, not too many like crazy, crazy stories. Um, I think probably most most prevalent was. Uh, when Latrell Sprewell choked head coach PJ Carlissimo during practice, and he was suspended for 68 games, which was at the time uh, the longest suspension in NBA history, which has been, since been surpassed. Um, we'll be like, I mean, OJ Mayo obviously <laughs> was like banned basically from from the NBA, but like I was, I would wanted to, you know. And we'll talk about this on a later episode, but like, uh, was definitely surpassed by um, the participants of uh, the malice at the palace. Which I want to talk about that and some things that I've learned about that. So I'm dibsing, uh, I'm I'm dibsing that episode for the oh. season. I want I'm a, I want the season for that one. So for those of you who don't know, we're assigning people to talk preseason, midseason. Postseason, um, so yeah, man, Latrell Sprewell, middle of. Uh, I actually just watched something on this uh, the other day on ESPN or NBA TV, maybe. Um, like they were interviewing PJ Carlissimo um, and like some of the players, um, and I, I, apparently, like he just went nuts and just went right after him, and it was because um, like he was calling him out for not like hustling and, and working hard in practice. Um, Latrell Sprewell clearly not a, a mentally stable person at the time, at least uh, just straight up went after him and, and choked him and had to be pulled off by like four other players. Damn. And then he came back out afterwards and was like threatening him again. So yeah, let's, I mean, <laughs> is that, <clears throat> that's the craziest coach player 
like that's the craziest thing. Like between a coach and a player, obviously, like you know, there are fights and that yeah. sort of thing, right? Like that's the most. That's nuts. Uh, yeah, yeah, by definition, yeah, I don't think there's, fucking terrible. Don't think there's anything else? I'm trying to think. I mean, the because the first like quote unquote bad thing that comes to my mind is uh, Jared Smith threw soup at his coach, but I'm like, that's not that bad. Even then, like, bro. I, I not, not nothing nothing to my knowledge has come even remotely close to this a player physically assaulting his coach Latrell Spiegel has a very interesting career like uh yeah well I'm sure we'll talk about him in later episodes but for, I mean like I mean we, we definitely will you know I mean yeah. we gotta talk about the man trying to feed his family my, my yeah. man <laughs> he comes up a lot during the early 2000s um was was made to play for the Knicks. <laughs> like was the, the, the <laughs> guy. That guy was born to play for he the was, Knicks. He was ultimately traded to the Knicks. Um Nikki, I'm sure will Yeah. Maybe the we'll... fo- the following that following season. I got that up. Um, That's one of the things I noticed right off the bag. I think one of the like the big things too. Like I think one of the craziest things, like I mean, we'll move on past this because like there's not much else to talk about. Like Latrell Spirol choked his coach. Like that's fucking wild. Like I don't know what else you you want to you want to say here, but um, I think maybe one of the craziest things was they canceled the slam dunk contest um, because of a, a myriad of reasons. So uh, number one, they were worried about uh, the risk of player injuries, which is in- interesting because like we kind of see that in today's age where like a lot of big name players are like, nah, I'm not going to do it. What if I get hurt? What if I blow my knee out? What if I, you know, do something like, I mean, yeah. who's the, who's the lab is Blake Griffin, the last like big name player to participate in the dunk contest. Um, maybe. I guess it depends on how you define big name player, because like John Wall and Paul George at one point were like all stars. So was Damian Lillard, but like, yeah, I would say Blake Griffin's probably the biggest named. Yeah, probably. I mean, like you know, there's obviously like the Dwight Howard and and that sort of thing. But right, like, right, right. But yeah. like Blake Griffin, I think is the last like. Yeah, like the bit, the last like big name player, sort of, like, like he because he was like a bona fide star when he right. participated in it. Yeah, I mean until Zion contributes, like, uh, yeah, we're gonna be waiting for a lot for a lot longer because uh, yeah. Hamdi Diallo is not doing it for us. The other, the other thing, the other two reasons too were which we've talked about this on this very podcast. I, I was looking at my Instagram story, um, like archive, and one of the things that we uh, talked about was like how how do we save the dunk contest because like there's kind of a lack of creativity and one of the other reasons was there was that they cited a lack of new dunking tricks. Hmm. So like we we've been we've been dealing with a lack of creativity in the dunk contest since 1998. It's always gonna be there. It's always gonna be 100%. there. I mean like the thing is though like I mean so it's still entertaining. Like I didn't watch this year's live, but I watched some of the highlights and stuff. And like it's like, dude, that's a sick dunk. Like, sure, other guys can do that, but like that's a sick dunk. Like, I want to see that. Yeah. Stuff, so yeah. Uh, and then the other the other thing was um in previous competitions, like the last couple years leading up to that, they had a lack of big name participants. And I think a big thing for that is like in like in today's NBA, like with social media and, and that we're also tuned into everything and, and all this stuff that's sort of going on all the time. Like, yeah, if there's not a big name, it's like, that's fine. Like there are guys that like, we're like, Oh, that guy's a sick dunker. Like he, he scores four points a game. 
but like those four points a game that he scores in games are him like throwing down these these crazy dunks. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, no, no. Like, is is it? It's it's kind of crazy. Like you think about this. This that was, was twenty two years ago, and we we sort of run into the same things that we still talk about now. Yeah. No, I agree. History yeah. repeats itself. I was listening to the starters had a the well, I keep calling them the starters. The no dunk guys, they had um like the resident uh NBA dunk coach on their podcast, um like right before All Star Weekend. And it was uh-huh. fascinating. Like he was just a guy who was fascinated by dunking, learned a lot about jumping and shit like that, and like just started working with randos. And then little by little, like certain NBA players started working with him. I think like Gerald Green was the first guy who worked with him before he did that like cupcake dunk. And then after that, just like he won and everybody started working with this guy. And now he just consults with everybody that's dunking in the dunk contest. And he was talking about how like you see these like professional dunkers on like House of Highlights and all these things. And he's like, people think that like these are like the best dunkers in the world. And they are to some extent. But the reality is, is like, we are this is this is not the first try this is like try number 27 and we just happen to get it on camera he's like these guys are not nearly the type of athlete that aaron gordon or fucking zach levine or some of these other guys are it's just like all these nba players are more than capable of doing these dunks just you know it's 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 the limited it's it's the it's the limited number of dunks and the pressure of the fans and the timing and all the other shit that like adds to it. it's like all these guys could absolutely do these dunks that you see on House of Highlights. It's just, you know, it's, it's the construct of the contest. Um, but in anyways, I, I don't, I don't want to have a, an entire discussion about the NBA dunk contest. There's just a lot to, to pry. We could, we could rip into that all day long. <laughs> There's a lot to say. Uh, oh, yeah. But m- yeah. more, more interestingly, I think uh, was uh, the same All Star game uh, was uh, Kobe Bryant, the youngest All Star starter at age 19. Obviously. Uh, this terrible year that we've had to this point was sort of kicked off in some ways by Kobe Bryant dying. Um, it's very interesting that like we started with this year and like, that was like, like that was one of the big things that, that that's here is that like, it was his first year as an all-star starter. He was 19. Which is just wow. like wild to think about still wearing, yeah, still crazy. wearing number eight. At that point. Yeah. He still had the fro at that point. I don't think uh, he did. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He, he had the fro. Yeah, he had the fro at that point. Did he? Okay. He definitely had the fro at that point. Um, sure. If I remember correctly, and I'm just pulling this up here, but this was Larry Bird's first season coaching the Pacers. Um, I believe that is indeed correct. And didn't he? He won coach of the year, didn't he? That could be accurate. I actually don't know. I did not. He did. Know. He did. Yeah. Indeed. First year. First year head coach. My man wins. Rookie of the year, Larry the Legend, or pardon me, Coach of the Year, Larry Legend, MVP, Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year. They also had uh, on that team noted former embattled Bulls coach Fred Hoiberg was on that oh. roster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the mayor. Random question, a little off topic. Is Larry Bird, <laughs> how am I going to ask this question? Is Larry Bird the most successful person? in NBA history across all facets of NBA dom like really think about his career and all the different aspects of his time in the NBA. I'm going to pull this up here, but rookie of the year, multiple time MVP, multiple time 
uh, champion, coach of the year, and executive of the year. I was just about to say, I'm pretty sure he also has won executive of the year. Yeah, I'm gonna say either if it's not him, it's Jerry West. Ooh, that's a good call. That's a good call. Jerry but West here's, is, here's Jerry the thing: Jerry West is Jerry one West successful some, man. He has some executive awards. Jerry West never coached the year. That is true. He's never coached. Jerry West, never National College Player of the Year. Also true. Ooh, I think Larry's going to be winning that one. So, he truly is a legend. I think Larry Bird is the most successful basketball player ever. Yeah, that's actually In really all good, facets. That's, that's 100% true. I mean, he's done – He everything he touches is – he touch, it's, he's Larry Legend. He's, he's Whatever he touches, job. it's gold. Yeah, he literally it's is gold. a legend. That's wild. Wow. Look at us figuring that out. <laughs> Uh, Tab, what else you got on the season? What else happened that year? Oh, uh, well, if we want to talk Pacers, uh, in the largest margin of victory ever, uh, the Indiana Pacers defeated the Portland Trailblazers 124 to 59. That's terrible. Uh, they they wow. they outscored them by 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 double. And I, I want to I, I pulled this up the other day the box score. Uh, or actually, it was earlier this morning. Uh, the box score, sorry, quarantine has got me not realizing you know, how my days <laughs> work here. Okay, this is I, I want I want people to keep in mind this was not some bum ass team that they they beat in this game. The Portland Trailblazers starting five was Isaiah Ryder, who had a fine NBA career. Nothing like you know he wasn't a great player, but he had a fine career. Damon Stoudemire, Brian Grant. Rashid Wallace in the prime of his career. Arvidas Sabonis. Well, that was their starting five. And they had Walt Williams, Rick Brunson, Carlos Rogers, and a very young uh, Jermaine O'Neal on the bench. Like this oh. team was not, that team was not bad. They won 33 games. They were in the playoffs. They made it to the playoffs. They okay, sorry, they, they had won the 33 games at that time. I apologize. They, they finished 46 and 36. That that oh, that, team. that team was not, not a bad team at all. It was a good team, and they scored less than sixty points in an NBA game. Wow! Like I have to imagine that, like in nineteen ninety eight, when you got the paper out the next day and you were looking at the box scores of the NBA games, you saw that and you were like, "That's got to be a misprint." Maybe yeah. I mean, yeah. Fuck. Um, it, that pace there was, a- was loaded, but so sorry. Go ahead, Nikki. I was going to say, fun fact, there is another time in that 98 season where a team scored less than 60 points in an NBA game. And that was the Utah Jazz in the NBA Finals. They scored 54. Yeah, it's so good. To, it's to the Chicago Bulls, 96. The, the Blazers had, or the that, Pacers had eight players insane. in double figures. Like, to put this in perspective, Reggie Miller scored 11. Rick Smith scored 12. Mark Jackson. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, Reggie Reggie Miller only scored 11 points. He scored 11. Rick Smith scored 12. Mark Jackson scored 18. Chris Mullen scored 10. Dale Davis, shouts Clemson, scored 12. Jalen Rose scored 13. Travis Best, oh, Travis. Remember Travis Best? (laughs) (laughs) Travis Travis Best Best. scored 10. Antonio Davis scored 12. Derek McKee scored 8. Fred Hoiberg scored 5. Austin Crozier scored 8. Eight, and Mark West scored five. And you might be thinking, wow, that's a lot of names you listed off. And you might and you might be right, because that is literally every player on their team scored at points. Scored points in this game. Wow. That's insane. 
That is Reggie Miller finished the game with a plus 37. Oh, truthfully, that's team basketball right there. Everyone's scoring. You're moving that ball around. I fundamentally don't. Poor Jermaine O'Neal only got in the game for, (laughs) he got in the game for nine and a half minutes and still registered a minus six. And, and Vincent Askew, whoever that might be, uh, got in the game, registered one assist, two steals and a turnover, but finished with a minus eight. Everybody else on the uh, on the the Blazers was minus twenty eight or or worse. Oh my god! Oh, I'm sorry. Ooh. Strike that. Arvidas Sabonis was a respectable minus twenty six. Shout Good out! Job, Shout out to Arvidas. Way to go, buddy. Way to go. Wow. I, I cannot comprehend an NBA team scoring fifty four points. Like teams, it's, there are teams have scored fifty four points in a quarter. Like that has happened. Yeah. 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 God, 54, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's great. I mean, that don't get me wrong. That, that I almost said jazz. Uh, that Pacers team was loaded. Like they finished, they finished 50, oh, yeah. 24 and they, they, they finished third in the East, but like, and, and like this actually is going to lead me to my next thing. But like, I, I just, I fundamentally don't understand like how that, that Blazers team again was a, a good team. They made the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, they were six. They were six seed. Sixth. There we go. Yeah. They finished sixth. Insane. Yeah. Fucking A. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucking A. What a time to be alive. Uh interestingly enough, too, I want to talk about that. Um, so if you look at the standings from that season, so the Bulls finished 62 and 20, the Heat finished 55 and 27, the Pacers 58 and 24. Pacers were in th- were a third place team because they finished second in their division to the Bulls and the Miami Heat won theirs. Um, but anyway, the worst team in the East was 43 and 39 of, of teams that made the playoffs. I want to be clear. Um, and in the West, the worst team to make the playoffs was the Houston Rockets who finished 41 and 41. Here's where it gets interesting. We all really think about like the West being way, way, way more dominant than the East. Um, the Western Conference, the ninth through eleven, or ninth through fourteen teams, excuse me, uh, all finished with fifty-five losses or worse. The Kings were twenty-seven and fifty-five. The Mavericks were twenty and sixty-two. The Grizzlies were 16, 19 and 63. The Vancouver Grizzlies, mind you, were 19 and 63. Yeah. The Warriors were 19 and 63. The Clippers were 17 and 65. And the Denver Nuggets finished 11 and 71. Wow. Meanwhile, the, the Wizards were 42 and 40. The Magic were 41 and 41. The Pistons were 37 and 45. The Celtics were 36 and 46. The Bucks were also 36 and 46. The 76ers were 31 and 51. And the Toronto Raptors were 16 and 66. So, you know, I mean, they were fucking terrible. But yeah, they were trash, it, it's but, actually yeah. really weird. Like, I never really thought, like, the East was – because, like, everybody kind of talks about this thing with LeBron, right, where LeBron was in Cleveland and he was in Miami and he was like, you never have to beat anybody to get to the, the finals. And like, you know, the argument is always like the gauntlet that Jordan had to run through to get to the finals every year. And like, Holy fuck, dude, if you look at some of these teams, they are fucking loaded. The Hornets had Larry Johnson and Alonzo morning. The Hawks had uh, Dominique Wilkins. The Pacers had Reggie Miller and Rick Smith and Mark Jackson. Like every single team, the Knicks had Ewing, like every team, in the East was fucking loaded. And the West was like the West, like one through eight was really good. And then the rest of the teams were so unbelievably bad. It's not to, actually, not to be that guy, 
Not to be that guy, but Larry Johnson did not play for the Hornets that year. That was the year that they traded him to the Knicks for Anthony Mason. Oh, uh, you are right. Sorry. But you still not a bad put them on the Knicks with Patrick Ewing now. <laughs> yes. But they also had BJ Armstrong. They had Del Curry, Vladi Divac, Matt Geiger, shout out Anthony Mason, hey. Brendan Maxwell. Uh, they, they didn't have morning that year. I'm sorry. I was looking I was looking at the, both rosters earlier, and uh Alonzo Morning was in Miami at this time. Yes. So, either way, right. I mean that's still, still a good like, team. Also, shouts to uh, BJ Armstrong, Iowa. Iowa. Nikki, Nikki, can you please take us to the postseason? Jesus Christ! I'm about <laughs> Iowa yes. Now. Hey. hey. Um, okay. <laughs> you got more. Right, so you got more. That's not Iowa based. Got. Uh... Oh, yep. Never mind. That's. Uh... <laughs> All you got left is yeah. Iowa stuff, huh? All right, interesting. That's it, Nikki. Take us to the postseason. Talk to us All about right. the postseason. Let's. What happened? Walk us through. Walk us through it. I'm gonna walk you through the matchups, and I'm gonna let you guys know the average margin of victory because that was the one stat I really weirdly wanted to know. It's actually pretty interesting. Also, as I said, the, the Bulls won a, a, an NBA Finals game by 42 points. That's Anyways, tall. I actually first, really like Utah. I went there one time. It was a very pretty city, and also first round match basketball game there. That's true. Can't can't buy a lot of alcohol there, though. First matchup, Utah Jazz uh, had ended up beating the Houston Rockets three to two. The average margin of victory for that round was thirteen point six. It's also weird uh, to think about that. Once upon a time, we had five game series in the NBA. Yes, these the first, first rounds were all five game series. Very this, weird. I will say this, just like on this note, this Houston Rockets team was incredibly disappointing. Yeah, this team. This uh, yes, team this had team Hakeem, Hakeem and Charles Barkley. Yep, and and, and, and Clyde in his last season, I believe, right? You are correct, and Clyde. You are, <laughs> dude. Shout out, like Clyde. honestly, shout out to Clyde Drexler who retired in the same year that Michael Jordan did. Yeah, I know. Forever in his shadow, dude. Forever in like his literally, yeah, that's literally. I mean, yeah, like retired. Thank you, Jay, thank you for the fucking title of the episode. Forever oh. in his shadow. Wow. Oh my god, that's good. That's good. That's really good. I'm I'm glad that I'm glad that we took the title away from uh, from Tad. There's two weeks in a row we couldn't have it. We couldn't have it anymore. <laughs> um, so uh, real see. quick on that Houston Rockets team, former Iowa standout Matt Bullard. Oh, move on, Nikki. Give me something else, please. <laughs> you can't escape. Uh, Reddit. Other first round matchup. We had the New York Knicks beating the Miami Heat three to two with an average victory margin of ten point six for that round. I want to watch that series on NBA TV. By the way, for the listeners, if you guys don't know, the NBA has made NBA TV uh, free uh, at least through the end of March. Uh, probably through the middle of April for anybody who wants to do it. Uh, I believe you have to start a new account, but totally worth it. I did it today and lots of games on there. Lots of classic games. I want to see if I can find that Miami, New York series. Cause that, that is like fucking iconic, like late nineties basketball. And for yeah. a seven seed to be the two seed that Miami team was stacked. That was a good team. Yeah. But, that, um, but also like, this is like the last great Knicks team. It is for like, sure. You're talking. I think. Fucking, I think they fall off right after this. <laughs> this is fucking, fucking Chris Dudley, Patrick Ewing, Allen Houston, Larry Johnson, Chris Childs, fucking Oakley, John Starks, Charlie Ward. Fucking this team was stacked. I love this. Was, team. Was Charlie Ward. Team. Um, a, I believe won a Heisman Trophy at Florida State and then he went did. on to play NBA basketball, which he is did. damn. Insane. I did not know that. That's pretty cool. Oh yeah, Charlie Ward, athletic man. 
back in the West, we got the Seattle Super Chronics. Uh, ended up beating Minnesota Timberwolves 3-2 to two that series. The average margin of victory in that series, 11. If I remember correctly, Some I think this ass is the this first season that the Minnesota Timberwolves ever made the playoffs. And a I fun team. It was. Like Sam Mitchell, Stefan Marbury, fucking KG. KG, obviously. You got Tom Gugliotta, mm-hmm. shout out. Fucking Anthony Peeler. <laughs> Cherokee Parks, Tom, what? Tom Gugliotta, man. What, a, <laughs> what an all-time name. Oh, what an all-time name! Tom oh, and they got Stefan Marbury. Hello. Was yeah. uh, was Wally on that team? Is that too Wally, early? No, it's way too early for Wally. Yeah, Wally, Wally wasn't no, there no, yet. That's way too early. Wally, yeah. Wally was like 2005, 2006, maybe. No way. Yeah, dude. I'm Google. I do not know. Yeah, you Google that. Uh, next over, we got Indiana Pacers beating the Cleveland Cavaliers three to one, uh, and the average margin of victory in that game was twelve point five. Yeah, I mean that Indiana team, as we as we mentioned already, was pretty stacked. Um, stacked ass team. Honestly, yeah. what I'm sort of gleaning from this is it's very similar to today's NBA, where like the high seeds like just demolished the the lower yeah. seeds. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, and well, except for the series that we just talked about, which was the Knicks and yeah, Miami. The the Knicks Miami was the only outlier in that one, which happens every once in a while. Uh, I mean that Knicks team uh, very clearly underachieved. They only they only won 43 games that season. Sure. I agree. There are some yeah. names on this Cleveland Cavaliers. I totally forgot that Sean Camp got traded this season. This is a Did you know Cleveland Cavaliers yes. team that has Sean Camp. Actually, we'll talk about this next next for ninety nine two thousand. So or ninety eight ninety nine. So go on. Ooh, also Scott Brooks. FYI, <laughs> starting Scott point. Brooks. Nice. Um, let's see the next one. The next episode, we got uh, San San Antonio Spurs going over the Phoenix Suns three to one. The average margin of victory is eleven. Okay, and this was this was this again was now granted. Tim Duncan comes on. David Robinson got hurt the year before, so they were like hurt. David he, Robinson got hurt. Sure, sure, he got hurt. So now you have fucking David Robinson, Malik Rose, fucking Vinny Del Negro. Say what you will about him as a coach, but he was a good NBA player. Uh, Jaron Jackson Sr. Yeah. And another Iowa standout, Brad Lahouse. Oh, Brad Lowhouse. Lowhouse. You- oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Why? Oh, actually, if I remember correctly, I think his son played for UNI. Wyatt Lowhouse did indeed, and he was a very good player there. He's very good. Um, <laughs> also, just real quick, I don't mean to derail too much. Wally Zerbiak was drafted in 1999, and he was the sixth pick by the Minnesota Timberwolves. Suck on my dick. Where do you go to school? <laughs> Sorry, what was the question? Where do you go to college? Where do you go to school? Oh, Miami, Ohio. Oh, that's right. Uh, okay, he's okay. A, he's a damn good um, I also want to be clear that I had closed his Wikipedia page by then because I know where every NBA player went to college. So Okay. <laughs> Let, let's play this game. Um, let's play this game. Let's play this game real quick. Real quick. Malik Rose. Memphis. Drexel. Malik Rose is a newer player. I mostly, <laughs> I mostly, I, this sort of starts, this sort of starts dropping off after like 2010. Okay. Uh, Vinny Del Negro. Drexel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nikki, continue. Continue. I'm okay, continue. I, I, I can, I can get most of them. Vinny Del Negro is, fu- that's a, Here, this one, this one you should be able to get. Sean Elliott. Shit, I don't know. Uh, Arizona. Arizona. Oh yeah, because he won a national title there with Mike Bibby. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. I knew that. Um, here we go. 
next series, Chicago Bulls beat the New Jersey Nets three to nothing. Average margin of victory seven point seven. Wow, that's actually way lower than I thought. I I thought you were going to say seventy. Yeah, I know, right? Seven, seven, <laughs> the seven came out of your mouth, and I was like, 70 points. I will say, I said a lot of nice things up to this point. This is a bad this is a bad basketball team. Their best player is Kendall Gill. Who are we talking? Nets? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're talking Kendall Gill, Keith Van Horn. I, I assume Perry he's not Kittles. talking about the Bulls. Who <laughs> the I don't know why I said that. Yeah. This is a John Calipari team, too. So, uh, Johnny uh, Cal. Yeah. Yeah. Bad is a bad team. Wow. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Oof, bad team. Um, next one we got here: the Los Angeles Lakers beat the Trailblazers three to one with an average margin of victory six point seven five. This Lakers team had such a sexy ass roster, like Derek Fisher, Rick Fox, Robert Ory, Eddie Jones, Shaq, fucking hey, that's uh, Kobe, that's Nick Van Exel, all, all NBA third team Jones to you, brother. That's what I'm saying, like. <laughs> It's crazy to me that like Kobe came into a team that had an all NBA fucking shooting guard already and just took him out of the took him out of the game like, entirely. Go away, sir. Entirely. Yeah. Uh Corey Blunt? What? Come on. Yeah, I mean, like um, by all accounts, that, that team was just absolutely fucking loaded. Oh yeah. It's a fucking good ass team. Del Harris. Speaking of good ass team. Uh, the last uh, first round matchup, we had the Charlotte Hornets beating the Atlanta Hawks three to one with an average margin of victory thirteen point five. That Atlanta team was actually solid. That team had the the Kimbe and fucking Steve Smith, like the well, Kimbe. Yeah, the Kimbe Matumbo. The Kimbe. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's the Kimbe. I always thought. Is it the Kimbe? The Kimbe. Kimbe Matumbo. Are you all right? All right. All right. All right. All right. on his name. Christian Leitner, Steve Smith, Mookie Blaylock. Everybody hates Leitner. Dude, Christian Leitner, shout out the dude average. Where did he go to college? (laughs) 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 He averaged like 14 and 8 for his NBA career, which like he was like the he was the third overall pick. And like obviously given his college dominance, like you expect more, but like people would rag on him like that's he had a pretty respectable NBA career. And a long and a long career. He just never he just never yeah, he just never played. He never played up to expectations. Because to Tad's point, he was. And if you watched it thirty for thirty, which I highly recommend, it's very, very good. He That's was a good thirty for thirty. So dominant, like just I, the greatest college basketball player ever. Not even close. I know. Um, I know someone who has. Um, who has met him? Uh and said he is like a, a like a, a like a robot who's like trying to be like a human being like there's nothing that feels genuine about any of the interactions that you have with him well, that like he, he he's it's it's very like cold that's like and like it's it's like it's like Christian Bale said that when he played Patrick Bateman he tried to be like Tom Cruise where he would smile with his mouth but there was nothing behind the eyes and like that's basically like the description that like I was given was that it, it was just like he would like smile and talk and like shake your hand, but it was like very just like empty. Huh. Oof. It was like I am a human being. This is how I am supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure uh, the, dude, the dude's had a lot of media training. Probably, yeah. Uh we're going into the second round now, folks. The Jazz get over the Spurs four to one with an average margin of victory nine. 
Uh, let's see. Yeah, the Jazz played very well. Carl Malone was fucking crushing it. What was that? Sorry, I gotta go back to the stats. Um, Carl Malone was averaging 24.6 points per game, 10 rebounds, 3.8 assists, 1.2 steals, and one fucking blocking game. I, I one thing I, I did people notice really, people really forget about how dominant Carl Malone was. Carl Malone was a fucking beast. Like the people don't. After this, I mean, he he's he a, also played very well. He's he's a huge scumbag of of a yeah, person. Not a great person. Certainly. But like when we talk about like the all-time great NBA players, Carl Malone never gets brought up. Why? No, because he, well, he didn't he didn't win. He didn't win one. But we talk about Barkley and we talk oh, about hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He didn't win. The only MVP, well, one of the MVPs that he won, everybody agrees he shouldn't have won, which should have gone to MJ. So it's one of those things where it's just like, eh, was he really the MVP? Um, he also was like, the difference between him and Chuck was Chuck was a personality and the mailman was just like, he was like the Kawhi of that age. Like sure, he wasn't he much of a personality. Talk. Yeah, he was just, he was kind of boring. He, there, he wasn't very marketable, like... He just kind of did his thing, and then he went hunting in the offseason. Like, nobody ever heard from him, and then he came back, and he was just not a marketable star. Like, Chuck was a marketable star. That's very true. Like, there's, there's, that's, that's there, are, there are players in the NBA today. Like, I was listening to a Shmeri Shmi podcast uh, where he was talking about sport cards, sports cards, and he was talking about, like, NBA players who are better than, like, their cars are selling for right now. And he was talking about Kawhi specifically, and he was like, look – Kawhi, as a player, is far better than somebody like Joel Embiid. Um, but Joel Embiid's card will sell so much more 100%. than Kawhi's card because oh yeah, fucking the people that are buying cards they like Joel Embiid better. He's more marketable. Like he just I mean, yeah. people just aren't. I mean, like simply put, like when we were old, and we'll talk about like I don't know that we'll talk about. Kawhi Leonard a ton, you know, no, not unless he wins a third championship this year and wins. Well, but even know, still like, you know, like I, I just like, I don't, I, I just don't really, th- I don't think about Kawhi Leonard. You know no, what I nobody, mean? Nobody does. He's very forgettable no. as, as was Carmelo. Yeah. And that's, that's Carmel actually like, a very forgettable a really man. good point. Like you don't think about that. Like even like, like John Stockton, who is arguably the, like one of like the greatest point guards to ever play the game. Like nobody gets, about, gets forgotten about all the time. John Stockton. Yeah, a lot more people will talk about Isaiah because Isaiah was a personality and he was fiery and like all that shit. A few years ago, like eight years ago, maybe um, they did a documentary on NBA TV about the '92 Dream Team, and their bus was stuck in traffic, and John Stockton got off the bus and was like walking around with his wife and kids, and like nobody (laughs) knew who he was. Yeah, it's somebody. Somebody was like, "Oh, are you from America?" And he's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Oh, are you excited for your team?" I remember that. That show was hilarious. I think at one point they were walking around and somebody was, an American was walking around with a Team USA t-shirt and his son, who at that point was like three, was like pointing at the dude's shirt and he's like, that's my dad. And the dude's like, oh my God, you're John Stockton. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm John Stockton. Yeah, that's that's me. That's me me on your shirt right there. Also, Wait, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say like, those are two guys that were like, they're just very forgettable. They're very. I mean, Carl Malone is the second all-time scorer in NBA history, and John Stockton is the all-time assist leader. And we don't and talk steals. about. 
And steals. John Stockton also leads in steals. And if I'm not mistaken, both both so much that he could like not have played for a couple of seasons that he did play and still yeah. be in first for he also almost he also played 82 games like almost every season i think there's one season maybe yeah he did not play the he, full he's played a fuck ton of and he played until he like was 40 wasn't he and he never stopped wearing those shorts respect respect Love them shorts respect going to the next game we got pacers beating the knicks four to one 9.4 average margin of victory average um yeah that game i don't know uh reggie miller clearly played good for that series let me go grab these stats right quick that's the only thing that stinks is they're all over the place uh who was who was even on that who's even on that bucks team bucks no knicks Uh, did i say bucks my bad pacers beat the knicks i was like like, we're the bucks sorry No, no, the Pacers beat the Knicks. Sorry about that. Uh, Reggie Miller averaged 24.6 with two rebounds, one assist. He was like, fuck you. He shot 40% from three. Uh, or 41, I'm sorry, on the series. 45% from the field. Rick Smith averaged 16.8 and 5.8. Chris Mullen averaged 11 and three. It, it's mostly Reggie Miller uh, that did the work on that. And the best player on the Knicks was Allen Houston, probably 19 points, two rebounds, two assists. 2.6 assists. John Starks had 16 points, four rebounds, 2.6 assists. I can we talk about better. can we talk about Reggie Miller? Yeah, go for it. I love Reggie Miller. I think he's a fucking badass. I I I had said it to Jay. I think I think I don't think Reggie Miller's ever gotten like enough uh credit. Reggie Miller is the worst broadcaster in sports. Oh yeah, yeah, no. He's I'll take I'll take Booger McFarland. Before I take Reggie Miller. That's <laughs> a good name too. Uh, but yeah, no, Reggie Miller's not very good. I don't I don't think he's the worst. I think Mark Jackson is is fucking terrible. I also Mark Jackson bothers the shit out of me. Cause sometimes real quick, sorry, just sometimes Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy will be doing shit and Jeff will say something like real like playful, but he doesn't do very often. And Reggie Jackson will be like, Don't do that. And I was like, Shut up, Reggie. Hey, Mark Jackson. Or shut up, uh, Mark Jackson. <laughs> I was like, just let, let let Jeff Van Gundy not be a curmudgeon for like two fucking seconds. Anytime he's happy, they just Mark Jackson's like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> Reggie, he's a straight, he's a straight-laced Miller. Christian man. Reggie Miller got in the Hall of Fame before other deserving players should have been in. That's an argument. Like who? Hell that I, I want. Who? 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 I mean, I'm not going to go through the list of Hall of Famers, but I thought Reggie Miller's Hall of Fame induction was a little early. Well, who do you uh, just okay. be more specific? Give us one like, example. Like I'm saying, of who like one, one or two him. players. You think you? I mean, I don't know. I'd have to go through and like look at it. I just, I, I I'm not Chris, sold on Chris Reggie Weber. Miller. I'm not sold on Reggie Miller as a Hall of Famer. Whoa, that's crazy. Whoa. I, I would, I would, no. I, I tend to, and I, I go back to the podcast where they talked about him being a superstar or not. Like, I actually side with him not being a superstar. That's just my yep. personal opinion. Yep. But he's absolutely a Hall of Famer. Not even the best basketball player in his own family. That's yeah, but that's not argument. fair. That's a ridiculous that's... argument. It has nothing to do with his fucking NBA resume. It doesn't have it has literally nothing to do with his NBA resume. I just don't think he I don't think he's I don't I just I, he's a very like, good player. He, During his prime, he was the third best shooting guard in the league, uh, was a top fifteen player, took his team to the finals on well, on one occasion. Mo. Most, no, one occasion. 
made the made the playoffs every single year he was in a league except for his rookie season like i now the only shot at him was like i think he made I think he made second team All NBA. Actually, let me pull this up before I start talk, talking. He was about only three, uh, he, he was yeah. only three time All NBA. Three time All NBA, yeah. There are guys out there with resumes similar to him that are in the Hall. Like, dude, I I I, I just don't know, man. Look, I grew no, up I, I grew up despising Reggie Miller, but I do think he's very deserving of the All. Like, here's his Re- career. Reggie Miller, Reggie Miller, and Sean Marion have the same career. No. Yes, they do. Go look at their numbers. You know what Sean Marion has over Reggie Miller? He was an all-rookie team, and he was an NBA champ. They are separated by Reggie Miller had one more all-star appearance and uh, one more all-NBA team. They are the same player. Is Sean Marion a Hall of Famer? No. Then fucking Reggie Miller shouldn't be either. This is the argument I always make in the Sean Marion argument. Hold on. I met by the way, I've I've met Sean Marion before. I met him when I was working at the East Bank Club. Nicest dude ever. Fucking I've heard that actually. I've heard he is one of so the fucking cool. One of the so nicer NBA cool. players to interact with. Okay, let's see. If you take away Sean Marion's last season with Cleveland, where he only averaged five points a game, they have like almost an identical group. No. All right, here's where here's where here's where your argument falls through. Okay. Reggie Miller, five time NBA All Star. Sean five Marion. Time. Four times. Four times. Four times. Okay. Sean Marion, two-time NBA All-Third Team. Reggie Miller, three-time All-NBA Third Team. Okay. So, Reggie Miller. Third, I mean, we're, we're talking. This is, we're talking. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Reggie Miller is a part of the 50-40-90 club. It's a very, very exclusive club, which currently yeah. has 50-40-90. It's a very exclusive club. There are only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven members of the club. Larry Bird. Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Steve Nash, Dirk Nowitzki, Mark Price, Malcolm Brogdon. That's a weird one. Uh, and Reggie Miller. He's a very good shooter. He is. High percentage. Okay. Seven people as a part of that club. Uh, never won a championship. Was with the, However, was the best player on his team when he led them to the championship on multiple occasions. And Sean Marion never was. Sean Marion was never the best player on his team. Never. Not once. Sean Marion was a yeah, better defender. I don't disagree with that. A better rebounder. They have similar assist numbers. Reggie Miller averaged three assists a a game for his entire career. I go back to my previous point. Reggie Miller, Sean Marion was never the best player on his team, ever. I don't give a fuck. They played in different times. Sean Marion played with Steve Nash. Dude, they are the same player. Sean Marion, if if Reggie Miller is a Hall of Famer, then Sean Marion has to be. Sorry. Just how it works. I don't think I don't make the rules. I just enforce them. I don't think that Sean Marion at his time, despite the fact whether you want to have the best player or not on his team argument, he was not a top. I don't think he was a top 10 player in the NBA during his prime. Dude, their numbers are so similar. I'm just saying it's about the it's about the time that they were in the NBA. Yeah, though. but it's like, also different. Was, yeah, because if you top 10. Okay, then Sean the Marion would dominate Reggie Miller's time in the NBA. Well, he was born too late. And I would think I think Reggie Miller would dominate at Sean Marion's time too, though. Yeah, LeBron would James would in dominate in the fifties. What are we talking about? I mean, we're we're talking about an era separated by like seven years, not one by. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't think about that either. That's, that's, that's way different. The, the the I would. I could probably <laughs> score ten points a game in the NBA in the fifties. But like, also Re- Reggie I would probably, Miller. I would probably also... be the league leading scorer if you take away Will Chamberlain at that time. 
Would Larry Bird have been <laughs> as effective in the I would, 90s I would, as I would cross 80s? a guy over between my legs, and the guy would be like, what the fuck just <laughs> happened? <laughs> it, would literally be, it would literally be like that moment in semi-pro where he's like, foul. No, two fouls. Yeah. Two fouls. <laughs> you can't just dribble the ball between your legs like that. Oh, man. Bob Cousy went behind his back for the first time and people were blown away. There's <laughs> illustrated article written about it. <laughs> That's a very good point. Uh, I would also like to point out, though, if <laughs> Reggie Miller true. was in today's time, he would be a no doubter Hall of Famer. I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. I think Reggie I, Miller, I think Reggie Miller was born too soon. He would be able to shoot his 42%. For, no, he thinks he should have been at 42. What was it? 42. What was it? No, he's doing exactly 40 from three and 47 from the field, but still 40 from three. And he would be able to shoot. He, I think he only averaged like, fucking, like I look real quick, almost no three attempts per game. He averaged his entire career. He averaged 4.7 per game. What? 4.7 threes per game. If you let that man shoot the way that Curry and Hardy and all them motherfuckers are allowed to shoot nowadays, he would be averaging 26 points a game in today's NBA. I will say this and also. You would be like, wow, he's so good. Reggie, Reggie Miller also scored over 25,000 points in his NBA career. Sean Marion only scored 17. I mean, it's 8,000 points. It's 8,000 points. That's a lot of fucking points. That's like We're moving four seasons. On. We're Continue. moving on. The Lakers beat the Sonics 4-1 series in 16.2 average margin of victory. Sonics' best player was Gary Payton during that series. Chia. Gary Payton is a very good player, so it does not surprise me. Does not get enough love, in my opinion. Um, I agree. I, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer, isn't he? I agree. He would be. He would. He's another one of those guys who, in today's age, where if we had, like, if he, if he played in today's game, people would. He would be a very polarizing player. I mean, yeah. he was in the '90s. Like he was polarizing, like people either either loved him or or hated him, you know, because he was a trash talker and you know he's that that guy. But like. He would be a much more popular player in today's game if he yeah. played, given social media and all that stuff. He's like a Super Saiyan Patrick Beverly. That's I'm He's glad you said that because that was literally the same thing I was about to say without the nerdy shit that you said. Hey, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> is tight. You can fuck off. Hell yeah. Thank you, Sad. Fuck you, Jay. Uh, anyways, next so next one we got Bulls over the Hornets, four to one average margin of victory, ten point four. Let's go. Yeah, I don't know why I'm um, so excited about a thing that happened like 20 years ago. I, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very curious to see how this ends. <laughs> I think, if I'm not mistaken, this was Jordan, and I could be wrong. This might have been Jordan's worst, worst points per game series. He averaged 29.6. Oh, terrible. That is dumb. Rough. That's dumb that that's his Right? <laughs> I think that was his worst one. I got to double check. Um, but I, I forgot what it was, but he he went off, obviously. Um, yeah, I think that was his worst average uh, series the entire time um and obviously the best player in the hornets won that one was that point was probably obvious because i was looking at the wrong one probably the, that specific <laughs> series no the best the best player of that specific series was glenn rice he averaged 22 oh, points right. point, 5.4 rebounds two assists oh glenn rice is a bad Anthony motherfucker it was a very good four. his son's not terrible his son's not terrible he's fine the service. Oh, you know what? No, I'm thinking of Glenn Robinson. Pass. Never mind. Oh, <laughs> okay. Glenn Rice's son was fine. Did not. I also was thinking about Glenn, Glenn yeah. Robinson. 
Yeah, yeah. I was thinking Glenn. No, but Glenn Rice's son played at Georgia Tech. He was fine. I think he played in the NBA for like maybe a season or he two. He did. He did. He, he had a a a cup of coffee. Yeah. In the the NBA is he was just fine. <laughs> cup of coffee. Um, all right, now we're going into the Western Conference Finals. Jazz over the Lakers, four to nothing. This Average margin of victory, thirteen point five. That's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for a team that Lakers team. If if we were just to play like, if we were just to like, play revisionist Carl history, averaged thirty and ten that series. Oh my god, dude! But here's this is my thing. Playing against Shaq too. But bro, you yeah. That, oh, yes. can I tell you what Shaq yes. averaged? Thirty-one point eight points per game, nine point three rebounds. Jesus, with one block. The next best player, Eddie Jones, averaging fifteen four and three, but with two and a half steals and one point eight blocks. I mean, that's and that's that's Kobe, all fine and dandy, but the rest of the team just like team never went on to like be any good, you know. I'm saying this is what, like if we play revisionist history and you look at this roster, like I know that the Utah Jazz were good and that they went to the finals the year before, but this Lakers team was better than they were, like on paper. They were much better than that Utah team. Yeah. It's crazy to me that they got destroyed by them. Guess that's why they don't play the games on paper. <laughs> Somebody turn off his mic. Somebody turn off his mic. <laughs> All right, next we got the Bulls beat the Pacers 4-3 to three in the Eastern Conference Finals with that's an cool. average margin of victory being 6.1. It was 4-2. to closest... 4-2. Oh, did I say 4? No, 4-3. 4-2. Oh, 4-2. Four, 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 I'm sorry, yeah. We won. We won against the Jazz four two both times. No, 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 no. Shit, the Pacers. Utah. Bro, against hey, the Pacers. Oh, I'm Pacers. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm jumping ahead. Four three. Jumping ahead. Jumping ahead. On, that what? was a phenomenal series. I remember this that was, series. That was the closest margin of victory. The Bulls had the two closest margin of victory series. The first series seven point seven, and this series six point one. That was the series. I I will never forget that series because that was when we were like growing up. We would go watch the games, and you're here. It's like Pete Jordan. This is when I grew to hate Reggie. Oh, I hated Reggie Miller so much. And this was the series that put Reggie on my radar as a guy that I hate. I fucking hated him. It was so tight. Jalen Rose has talked about this series many times. It was a very competitive series. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Jordan had some off games. And finally, like, we were able to pull it out. But for fuck's sake, man, that was the most stressful because well, sporting like game, experience of my very very young life at that point. <laughs> game five, the Bulls uh, won one hundred six to eighty seven, and then so you're assuming that they're like that put them up uh, three to two, and everyone's like, oh my god, we got this, and then they blew it and lost by three, ninety two to eighty nine, and then came back in the game seven to win by five. Um, a, I would love Jordan average. I think you probably can on on a, on a league pass. Jordan averaged 31.7 points, 5.7 rebounds, 4.1 assists, 1.7 steals. Scotty Pippen averaged 16.6 points, 7.7 rebounds, 5.3 assists, 2.1 steals, 1.1 block. And then Tony Kukoc had 14.6, 4 rebounds, 3.3, 1.3 steals. Like, pretty done. wild. Dennis Robin averaging 10 rebounds a game. They did a good job. The Reggie Miller was obviously the best point player on the Pacers. 17.4, 1.6, and two assists. He wasn't doing nothing but scoring on that team. That just, he shot just 40, like speaks to the He shot 44% from three in that game. Damn. Get him, Reggie. 44% from three. I see, Reggie. But they lost. And then we had our finals. The Bulls won 4-2 to two against the Jazz. Yeah, dude. Fucking suck it. 
And Michael like, Jordan I, averaged I just, I 33. Those, I hear those Michael Jordan numbers, and I'm just like, yeah, that sounds right. And yeah. like, I don't, I don't stop to think about how just absolutely preposterous those numbers are. Yeah, they I think are. that's thirty-three. That's... Go ahead, Nikki. I say thirty-three point five points per game, shooting forty-three percent from the field. Um, he had one point eight steals, two point three assists, four rebounds. Scotty Pippen was averaging fifteen point seven, six and four. Um, yeah. Uh, Dennis Rodman had an off series in rebounds. He averaged eight point three. Carmelone averaged twenty five points. This was his lowest uh, scoring. Yeah, they shut him down a little bit. The entire I mean, thing. They shut him well, down. Shut him down. Rel- relatively speaking. Yeah, he averaged 25, 10.5, 3.8 assists, one steal, and 1.2 blocks. Yeah, it's uh it, it's it's funny. It's like it's it's cool to start with this season because um it just it like you see this is this is what you'll you'll see this in the next season and the coming seasons. Like the league lost something major when MJ retired. Like yeah. for a long time, the NBA was lost. Like truly, truly lost because MJ was just like, oh, you you mean you mean the guy retiring who was the undisputed best player and already re- like people would realize was the greatest player of all time and the guy who was truly responsible. Uh, David Cern gets some credit certainly, but the guy who was clearly responsible for turning the game into a global phenomenon. You mean him retiring was detrimental to the league? Yeah, I I, I would yeah. yeah. I mean, and we're we're gonna get to that. We're gonna talk about the dark ages of the early two thousands. Maybe oh, it gets it gets weird. it gets <laughs> um, so weird. Let me wrap this up by giving you guys some accolades: all NBA, all defense, and all that stuff. Unless there's anything else you guys really want to talk about. I mean, look, Jordan is the greatest. I don't give a shit what anyone says. We heard those numbers. His worst fucking uh, series. He averaged twenty nine point seven. Like a man is amazing. Uh, obviously, in case you guys were wondering, he won the finals MVP. Are we going to talk about anybody. the push-off? I guess we could. I mean, he did it. He admitted he did it, uh, but they didn't call it. So People push off. It happens all the time. It, it always has. Time. It always will. Yeah, oh, people, it, it, people push off all the time. It, I, it, it sucks when it happens to you, but you don't give a fuck when your team did it. It is a part of the game. Also, if you're the referee that calls that, you are a colossal dickhead. Oh, yeah. Go fuck yeah. yourself, dude. Are you kidding me against yep. the greatest player of all time? Fucking get out of here. Yeah, that's why you have to just you just bite that whistle. Gotta all right, so it. obviously the chance for the Bulls. The final MVP was Michael Jordan. The MVP for the season was also Michael Jordan. He averaged 28.7, 5.8, and 3.5. Oh. The rookie of the year was a boy by the name of Tim Duncan. 21.1 points, 11.9 rebounds, and 2.7 assists. Another that's, a, guy, that's a rookie season. Another guy who sort of gets lost in the shuffle because he was a quiet superstar. who Quiet man. Antonio. If he does good as a coach, I think people will continue to remember him, though. Yeah, but I agree with Ted. I think Tim Duncan is kind of wrapped up in the same thing that like Carl Malone is. We're like, yeah. I, I constantly put him in the top 10 and above Kobe. And everybody's like, what? I, I have are him you above Kobe too. Kidding me? Who doesn't? If you're not an idiot, you don't. It, yeah. There are two people that don't have Tim Duncan above Kobe. Idiots and Kobe stands. That's it. Now, look, all respect, RIP, love you, Kobe. But also, Tim Duncan had a better career and was a better NBA player from start to finish yeah. than fucking Kobe was. It's not even fucking close. Yeah. Uh, defensive player of the year that year, 
Dikembe Matembo, not Dikembe, Dikembe. He averaged 3.4 blocks per game. He had a 10.8 win share, 5.2 specifically on the defense, and a uh, 2.6 box plus minus. I love Dikembe. Uh, I love him so much. He was just like, he was just so, he was just such a character and was just like, yeah, like, I mean, we'll talk about these Sixers teams, but like when he went to the Sixers, I was so fucking pumped. I love yeah, that was fun. Well, we'll talk about that later. This is gonna be really uh, fun because we're gonna get to a point where like where we all became NBA fans, and then we can start to get nostalgic. That's when this is gonna get I, really. Fun. I kind of felt like this episode was like a little bit like I mean we're gonna we're not gonna be able to get into ninety. No, this is the table center. No. This is the table but center. Like That's and like is. just a shout out to all the listeners. I know this episode is a little bit of a slow burn. Um, we had some. I mean, we had some things to to, to argue about and, and discuss. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. Like once we start getting into the time, like you, in about three years, I became a big NBA fan. Right. Same here. Yeah. Same and here. and that's that's when you know shit's gonna to start to kick off. But we'd be remiss to not talk about no the end of the this Jordan era is. because that that sort of you know it's pivot. It's pivotal. It's pivotal in it is in what you know the NBA to be today. It's incredibly incredibly relevant yeah. as to like what transpired from then on it's it's incredible would you, Anyways. Would you consider michael jordan to be the greatest player of all time yeah yes without question it was a, a joke <laughs> yeah <laughs> thought you were challenging me for a second uh Nikki, um, continue all right so most improved player alan henderson he oh. this was also who the fuck is that Exactly. This Who is the, the best fuck? statistical season ever. Who the fuck this is, is Alan best. Henderson? Just really quick. He went from 6.6, 3.9, and 0.8 assists to 14.3, 6.4, and 1.1. If I'm, I think he also shot shooting like 45% from the field. The next year, he just drops every everything, just drops as time went on. So this is the best season he ever had. Oh, I do want to um, mention one thing before we keep moving on. Like, we talked about Christian Lehner a little bit earlier. Danny Manning, also another guy who had like a phenomenal college career, oh, who was like hey. massively expected to like come in and like as a number one overall pick be a multi-time all-star. And I think made an all-star team twice. And I just want to yeah, say I mean, really quick. He's arguably the, the greatest Kansas player of, of, of all time. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Have Jay real quick. Did, was there a specific reason you, you wanted to bring up Danny Manning? Well, on my list, six six man of the year was before. Yeah, he's a six man of the year. He was a six man of the year. Uh, 13.5, 5.6, and two assists. Yeah. One thing uh, One thing I will Danny say about Manning. Danny Manning, um, there is something to be said about player and situation. My man got drafted by the fucking Clippers. Uh, and at that point in time, in uh, not a good thing. 1988, not a great place to be. No, really, really, like... Or no. Uh, no, he got drafted in eighty. You, you also got to understand, yeah. like he he, uh, is this right? Am I thinking the right guy? Danny Manning tore his ACL at a time where that was a difficult injury to come back from, and he had knee problems pretty much his entire career. I think you are correct. Uh, also, Danny Manning did just fine. He had a long NBA career, and also made the All Star team twice while he was in Phoenix. He played. He played for Orlando. Nice. He was he part of the play for trade. And he is now the head coach at Wake Forest. So he's he's doing nice. fine. All um, right, guys. This is the all NBA teams. I'm gonna go say on. all three of them, then we can discuss them. Go, go. All NBA first team, Gary Payton, Michael Jordan, Carl Malone, Tim Duncan, and Shaquille O'Neal. All NBA second team. Can we Finn talk Baker, about 
I'm sorry. Go ahead. Wait, let me just talk. say all of them. We'll talk them all. Vin Baker, Tim Hardaway, Grant Hill, David Vin Robinson, Baker. Rod Strickland. Oh, my God, Vin Baker. Holy shit. All-NBA third team. Vin Baker, em- Miller. employee at a Starbucks, Scott. by the way. <laughs> Reggie Miller, Scotty Pippen, Glenn Rice, Mitch Richmond, and Dikembe Mutombo. Also, Best like NBA three. Dude, shout out Mitch Richmond, a player who gets forgotten about a lot, but was a phenomenal NBA player. He was just fine. He was he's there's no you want to get into an argument about who shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame? Fucking Mitch Richmond should not be in the Hall of Fame. Mitch Richmond, the, that's an abomination to the fucking Hall of Fame. Mitch Richmond was a good player, but is is not deserving of being a fucking Hall of Famer by any stretch of the imagination. He was just glamorized by his time during like when he was with Golden State. And then have like an okay couple of years in Sacramento, and then nothing. Like you gotta what crash? I mean, dude, are you serious? He no, 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 no. He averaged 22, 22.1, 23.9, 22.5, 21.9, 23.4, 22.8, 23.1, 25.9, 23.2, 19.7.4, 16.2, and then in his last season, he averaged four points a game. He was a phenomenal player. He was also a phenomenal player in college, which let's keep in mind, it's the uh, it's the that's fair. That's fair. Basketball, basketball Hall of Fame. Do, do not do not say he had a couple good seasons in Sacramento. He had seven great seasons in Sacramento. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like if Don't you look at his if you look at his time if you look at his time three time All NBA second team great all while he was better in- than Reggie Miller six time All Star more than Reggie Miller. Fair. NBA champion more than Reggie Miller, With NBA the rookie of the year, Come on. NBA all rookie first team. All right, all got right, his jersey right. retired by the all Kings. Right. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> all right, so now we get on over to all defense. All defense. He scored twenty one thousand twenty twenty. He scored twenty point twenty point or twenty thousand five hundred points in his. I got you. I got you. I got you. It's a lot. He's very forgettable. He's a lot better than you think. Okay, so all defense because he played in Sacramento. <laughs> That's true. Not much in Sacramento. All defense. First team, Michael Jordan, Carl Malone, Gary Payton, Dikembe Mutombo, Scotty Pippen. Second this, team. This Mookie. is why Michael's the greatest player ever. He's, he's the Mookie greatest player Blaylock, ever. Tim Duncan, Eddie Jones, Charles Oakley, David Robinson. Charles Oakley in the all defense. Good job, bud. Let's go. Eddie Jones, David Robinson, Tim Duncan, Mookie Blaylock. Tim Duncan, all NBA first team, all defensive second team is rookie season. I mean, come on, dude. Greatest power forward ever. This is all these stats we're showing me is how great Tim Duncan is. Also, David, of, they had <laughs> they had rookie of the month for the entirety of the season. Tim Duncan won every single one. Shocker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's actually yeah. Shocker. Duh. Yeah. Fucking duh. Um. <laughs> also, so then we got um just to tie this all together. Uh, Mitch Richmond when he was traded from the Warriors, he was traded for one less Jepson. Who played where? At the University of Iowa. Oh, God. I quit. <laughs> Fucking stopped this episode. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I can't. Um, <laughs> um, okay. All rookie. First team. Tim Duncan. Brevin Knight. Zadrunas Elgoskis. Brevin Knight. Brevin Knight. What a name. Whoa, and was- Keith Van Horn. All, our, all rookie second team. Derek Anderson. Cedric Henderson. <laughs> that I didn't realize. Those two are back to back. Bobby Jackson, Maurice Taylor, and Tim Thomas. Dude, Dude crazy eyes. Crazy eyes, Tim Thomas. Crazy and also, eyes. shout out Bobby Jackson. 
Also, yeah, and also, like, shout out to the Cleveland Cavaliers for having a phenomenal draft that year, dude. They fucking drafted three guys who were all rookie and made the fucking playoffs as the sixth seed. Yeah. Like, Brevin Knights um, and Bruno Ogaskis and whoever the fuck this last guy was, Cedric, Cedric Henderson. Shout out to the Cavaliers. Good year for you guys. So before, uh, yeah, they actually had a pretty good year. Um, it doesn't always pay off for them, though. Uh, oops. Um, <laughs> no. So before we go, because since next season, next week we're doing uh, the 99 season, I'd like to do the 1998 NBA draft just to end this thing as like a little bit of a precursor for yeah. what's to come. But Here's the top five. Can we, can we can we can we talk all NBA teams? We did already. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We can we talk more if you want. We can talk. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 that's fair. That's no, no, we can talk more if you want. Before Tim Duncan, Rookie of the Year and All NBA First Team. Come on, dude. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. Oh, fucking insane. And best. and All NBA All All Defense uh, Second Team. Best power forward ever. Shut your mouth if you have anything else to say about him. Are you kidding me? Top, I love. Like, I love number I love eight on my whenever, list. Whenever people. Compare him and Shaq, and like they're like best center, and Shaq's always he's a power forward. Yeah, because he knows. <laughs> always he knows. It's always the argument. No, Tim Tim Duncan power forward. Yeah, he's a power that's forward. My Shaq, he that's my Shaq. He voice. knows he's, he's so much better. <laughs> he's so much uh, better. Tim Duncan had a better career than Shaq. Had a better career than Kobe. He's amazing. He's amazing. Yeah, I don't want to hear. I also want to talk a little bit about Vin Baker. Sure. Dude, Vin Baker was a phenomenal NBA player. For a good period of time. The guy, yes. the guy struggled with so many issues with alcoholism and that kind of thing. Like correct. it really derailed what could have been. Honestly, we might be talking about Vin Baker as a top ten player of all time if he'd have actually been able to play to his potential without like all his demons and the alcoholism and that whole thing. I don't disagree. I mean, early on in his career, four time NBA All Star, all NBA second team, all NBA third team, like yeah, I agree. I, I I have I have no qualms with that at all. I mean, my man scored nearly twelve thousand points despite all that shit, and was like serviceable yeah. until the end. Basically, I mean, started off with Milwaukee, was phenomenal in Milwaukee, then gets sent to fucking Seattle in a trade. I believe that sent. So I think he got sent to Seattle with Ray Allen for Gary Payton, if I remember correctly. That is indeed correct. No, 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 no. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. No, 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 because if no, we look at this roster, was, Vin Baker uh, and Gary Payton are playing together. It was um, – no, because I think, I think Ray Allen Gary Payton was just one for one. I think you're right, yes. Yeah, now I got to see when he got traded. Oh, he got traded – I'm looking at this right now. He got traded as part of the Sean Kemp trade that sent Sean Kemp to – Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Good trade by the Sonics. Yeah, very good trade. I like that. All right, guys, we're going to end this with the 98 NBA draft. Here are the first five picks, and then we're going to discuss that for a little bit, and then I'm going to talk like some other players that were drafted that also had impacts in the NBA that eventually. First overall pick by the Los Angeles Clippers, Michael Oluwakandi. That's all, you need, that's all you need to Olawakandi. know. That's all you need to know about this season. <laughs> like, that's it. Second, second overall like, pick Clippers, by the Vancouver Keep in mind the Clippers won 11 games that season. Oh, so bad. I know. Uh, Vancouver Grizzlies pick up a man by the name of Mike Bibby, second overall. Great call. Third overall, Denver Nuggets pick up Rafe LaFrentz. From overall, the state of Iowa. Yeah, we know, Tad. We know. Fourth overall, yeah. the Toronto Raptors pick up Anton Jameson. Did not and another North Carolina boy there. gets picked Antoine. Gets picked up, it's spelled uh, Anton, but it's Antoine. Yeah, I'm sorry. Antoine Jameson. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just reading it off, and I'm like, I know that already. 
And another North Carolina boy gets picked fifth, Vince Carter by the Golden State Warriors. They got swapped. Uh, they got swapped. Yeah. Greatest also, fucking trade in NBA history of all draft time. Just kidding. But pretty good. No, the greatest NBA draft or draft day trade of all time happened in this draft, but we're we're not we're not talking about it right this moment. Wait. Hold on. Robert Trailer was drafted one pick after Vince Carter, and three picks later, a guy from Germany named Dirk Nowitzki was drafted on draft night. They were swapped one for one. Good call. And uh, Robert Trailer, RIP. Uh, RIP. So never dude. lived up to that uh, that number six pick. RIP. Uh, and Dirk Nowitzki is an NBA champion and Hall of Famer and a top twenty-five NBA player of all yes. time. Yes, probably top fifteen. Probably. There's that certainly arguments good. to be made, but I'm not going to get into it because we can talk about Dirk later on in these episodes. Wow, his, this draft is a, fun to look at. Yeah, well, there, some, then there 10, were some guys that contributed. Tenth is Paul Pierce. How did Paul Pierce get all the way to ten? That's crazy. Seventh, seventh, Jason Williams. I, I'm always, I've always been a fan of Jason Williams. Oh my uh, god, Bonzi Wells coming on eleventh. Huh? Uh, uh, who's us? The, the let's see, Ricky Keon Davis Clark, out of Iowa. Keon, Keon Clark at thirteen. Ricky Davis. <laughs> Shout out, my boy. God. From where? Uh, where did you say? Nikki, where did you say that? Ricky Davis went to go. Iowa. He oh, didn't, Iowa. bro. He fucking didn't. He did. he, no, he said it. He, he said it. I just wanted him to repeat it because you were talking it. over him. I hate um, that. Uh, 32nd overall pick, Seattle Supersonics pick up, up a guy by the name of Richard Lewis. From Elif Elson High point. School. There you go. See? Fun yeah, fact. Richard, <laughs> Richard Lewis. Where's that, that at? Very average, 14.9. I have not the slightest clue where it is. Uh, Houston, Texas, maybe? Houston, or Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. Oh. Good call. I was just going with big states. <laughs> Ooh, how about this, guys? Uh, with the 39th overall pick, Milwaukee chooses Ray for Alston out of Fresno State. Let's go, boy. Let's uh, get to my Katino Lou. Mobley, I'm pretty sure, in that Lou. draft class. Katino? 98? Katino Mobley, I'm pretty sure, is in that draft class. Sounds yes, right. he is. 40, 41st overall pick. Way better than Michael Oconde's bum ass. And yeah. let's not forget... Also in that draft class, one Ryan Bowen from the University of Iowa. <laughs> Please do the preseason for the next goddamn season. Dude, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Bowen played nine seasons in the NBA. That guy guarded Nobody LeBron. cares. I care. So that's one person. Nobody else cares. <laughs> uh, I think that's it for the, NBA, the 98 draft. And I think Take we're, we're going to... Take us there. Wait on the, all of the post or preseason let's not, for now. Let's not talk. Let's not talk preseason yet. We'll do that next yeah, episode. I want to talk about some other guys in this draft class. What? Let's talk Who about because there's so many. There are so many guys in this draft class that actually had like pretty good NBA careers. So obviously, like we talked about some of them, but like Keon Clark had a pretty good NBA career. Pat Garrity had a pretty good NBA career. We didn't talk about Brian Skinner, who had a pretty decent NBA career. Al Harrington was in that draft class. Um, Radoslav Nesterovich was in that draft class. Nazi Mohammed was in that draft class. Like there are so many guys. This is maybe one of the, like a lot of these guys played several years in the NBA. Like this is one of the deepest Sean Marks. Sean Marks had a decent NBA season or career. I mean, it wasn't like anything to write home about, but like there are so many guys in this draft. This is one of the deepest draft classes ever. Um, I, I yeah. love looking at this NBA tra- drafts and doing like revisionist history on them. Like just looking at the draft with Tim Duncan, like fucking Tracy McGrady got drafted after anybody, anybody, anybody? No. No guesses? No. Donald Foyle. Um, 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Donald Foyle was like number two, <laughs> right? Or number three. Number eight. Yeah. Number eight. Um, I mean, what? Ron Mercer got drafted sixth. Dude, Holy Ron battle. Mercer was Ron Mercer was an absolute G in college, yeah, Kentucky though. I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, Tony, real Tony quick battle. though, um, that that '98 NBA draft, twenty-five players played ten seasons or more. Yeah, it's not bad. And we, a lot we're of even, folks we're not even, we're not even talking about uh, Earl Boykins or Gerald Brown or Mark Jones or Brad Miller, who were undrafted that year. That's true. That's not like good players. Like, the, that's not bad. Remember, uh, who was that cat? He he played for the Bulls for like one season. Mike James was was an undrafted player from there. <laughs> Mike James, that's my boy. <laughs> Beast. Like, yeah, that, this they, is a very good draft class deep, overall. Deep draft class. Somebody, somebody, help me understand how Michael Olokani became the number one overall pick. Because he was absolutely unequivocally, unbelievably dominant in college. I mean, I'm looking at his numbers right now. Or not not in college, but like overseas, sorry, like prior to. So here's what happened. This is I this is what I love about the NBA. In the Pacific. So I'm gonna read this out. Okay, oh, college yeah, career. 22 point. In 1995, on Olo County's 20th birthday, he opened a Peterson's Guide to American Colleges and Universities and found the school. Uh, page of University of the Pacific. Oluwakandi then called the UOP basketball office in hopes that he'd be accepted to play basketball. After being informed that there were no more available scholarships, Oluwakandi offered to pay for his schooling for two years. He started out in a poor bas- in poor basketball conditions, but eventually became a star for the team. Oh, actually, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not thinking of the right person because... Oh, he- no. Oh, no. It gets better. During his junior year, he led his team to the 97 NCAA All uh, Tournament. As a senior, he led the Tigers to the NCAA to the 1999 uh, NIT Tournament. He averaged 22 points, 11 boards, and three blocks to the NIT Tournament. By the way, uh, and that, that was, that's his senior year. Those are his senior year numbers. Trip, 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 trip. Yep, senior year numbers. Um, this was the period of time where everybody felt that they needed to guard to, to, to draft a center. He put up big numbers in a very small conference. And they drafted him. Way to go, Clippers. Yeah. You guys are yeah, I mean, one, one season he played 36 games and averaged 12 points and nine boards. What are you doing? You stupid idiots. Idiots. I, Michael, I just, all of the, Michael, all of the candy. Michael, all of the candy. I mean, he played in Italy and averaged five points in Italy. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't understand it. It's fucking so stupid. Look, I used to watch that show on ESPN when they used to like highlight the Clippers when they had Darius Miles and Quentin Richardson. And Michael Olakandi seems like a very, very nice man, a very nice man. But I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Just a just a terrible pick by the Clippers. Unbelievable. Yeah, very much true. <laughs> yeah, especially too when you go through and you look at the rest of that draft. And like, how many of the even sure. like, even how many of the like later round picks? I'm saying, like, what? Like, like, if I ask you right now, like, would you rather have Catino Mobley or Michael Alwakand? Do you take Catino Mobley every time? You know, yeah. I don't know enough about Vince Carter's college career to know why he didn't get picked higher. What I do know is that Mike Beebe was highly regarded at the University of Arizona. Mm-hmm. It makes yeah, a lot yeah, of sense to me that you draft him as the number one overall pick. But Jesus, Clippers, what are you? Doing you stupid idiots? 
Stupid. Yeah. So dumb, 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 dumb. Anyways, well, I mean, Carter Carter went when he did because Antoine Jameson was the best player on that team. Oh, I I'm, I don't disagree. I'm well aware. I'm well aware. And but even then, like fucking Antoine Jameson, North Carolina. Like, what are we doing? They also that because Dean Smith was still there. I think that was the year because they had they had a loaded team because they had um, who's the guy that the Bulls drafted that year? Shimon Williams was on that team and they were absolutely loaded. And he like Carter didn't like, like they, they rotated really heavily. So it wasn't like he was like an absolute, like just insane. And like, he was a guard too in the nineties, you know, like when you, when you really think about like how, like, you know, like, yeah, I mean like it it just, it, it, I mean, it, it, Vince Carter wasn't like a guy who was like super, super, super dominant. Like obviously the skills and the talent were there. And like, clearly, I mean, he was a great player, like, you know, look at his NBA career, but like he wasn't like, I mean, he just wasn't, he wasn't like the guy on that team. You know, there were a lot of guys on that team. It's, it's like, you look at like a lot of traditional, like North Carolina teams. And there's so many times where it's like, Oh, this guy went to North Carolina and was really good there. And he got drafted and like pff, sucked in the NBA. And it's like, yeah, because like he's surrounded by so much talent. I, I, I kind of wonder if like that didn't have something to do with, it. I mean, I don't know. It was 1998. It was seven years old. So like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I, you know, know, enough uh, like the mind of a, of a 1998 NBA executive, but I, I just assumed like those are kind of the things. I mean, like Mike Bibby just won a national championship was the best player on that team. Ray LaFrance, again, another big guy. And Antoine Jameson was unequivocally the best player on that North Carolina team. He averaged like 23 a game that season for North Carolina. Like, but also I think Paul Pierce might've been the national player of the year that year and got drafted 10th. And he only got drafted 10th because he had some legal troubles and everybody's like, Oh, we don't want a part of that bullshit. He's the best player in that draft. It's not even close. Oh well, Dirk Nowitzki is the best player in that draft. How dare you? Oh shit! Good call. Sorry. Yeah, I, I was like, Dirk. Uh, about Dirk. Sorry, I forgot about Dirk. Second best player in that draft. Come get your man's. Second best player in that draft, and like nobody's mad. Looking back, like nobody expected Dirk to be what he was, but nobody would be mad if Paul Pierce got drafted number one overall in that pick in that draft. Like nobody yeah. would. Yeah, the revisionist history it goes: Dirk, Paul Pierce, and then Vince Carter. Yeah, by so far. Dirk would have been a Clipper. I'm just. Uh, I don't know that. I don't know that when, where did you see this thing about Paul Pierce legal troubles? He had lots of legal troubles in college. Like he had he had got into a fight where he got stabbed like multiple times in the office. That was he was in the NBA when that happened. Oh, you're right. Okay, you're right. Hold I just on. think honestly, like if if you had to ask me why I think Paul Pierce fell as far as he did is because I mean, and you could even say this like Paul Pierce didn't seem like you know he was that athletic. <laughs> Paul Pierce had one move, and it was the one dribble pull up jumper. That's fair. I mean, I was listening to Bill Simmons' podcast, and he was talking about like like all time great Celtics. Oh no, 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 no. I'm sorry. They did a an, uh, a basketball diaries podcast or a, a big book of basketball 2.0 podcast about Dirk Nowitzki and his career. And in that podcast, they were talking about that draft and they're like the fact that Paul Pierce, like he was just basically saying like Paul Pierce has some legal troubles and like he was also kind of like known as kind of like a thuggish kid. And the Clippers were afraid of drafting him because he was from Inglewood and they were afraid like if you bring the local kid in. You know, he's around these people that maybe are not as good for him as maybe uh, we would like them to be. So let's pass on him and draft a kid from fucking University of, like, of Pacific. Uh, yeah. And somehow he made it nine slots later to the Celtics. Because he was the best player on that Kansas team. Rayful Friends was definitely not the best player on that Kansas team. Rayful Friends was a big guy. 
1998. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I, agree. Yeah, I was really just 15 and 10 in college. I was just looking at this Bulls roster the following season. Ray for Fred, I, Rafe LaFrance dunked a golf ball in fifth grade. <laughs> you and Ray LaFrance, you guys are the only ones I care. I met him one time. He was a nice guy. It's, uh, <laughs> Did he have anything I, behind his eyes? Oh, man. Uh, he just, yeah, he seemed like genuinely friendly. <laughs> anyway, he's from Iowa. He's a good old Iowa boy. Christian Lane is from Iowa upstate boy. New York. Um, I know. I was just looking at this Bulls team for 99, and I, I had nearly cried. This is the yeah, saddest roster I've ever that's, seen. That's for later to worry about. Don't worry about that now. Okay, right, we'll talk right. about that tomorrow. By tomorrow, we'll talk I mean about next that week. next week. <laughs> <laughs> I think right, we gotta well, we gotta wrap this up, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we've, yeah, been yeah. On, we've been we've on been here for like an hour and a half almost. I I agree. All right. Well, um, to to the listeners, to Tad's point earlier, um, this is a new format for us. So thank you for your patience. Um, this is not a season that we're super familiar with. We were all babies when this shit was going on. We're just kind of living it through our memories and yeah, through what like we know. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I'll come to you. <laughs> um, Do what you want. But we did want to cover this season as it's a very crucial season. It's a big season. Uh, 99 is going to be a quick one. So we may just like compile three seasons together for the next episode because that's a much easier <laughs> one to go through but uh, i hope you guys enjoy this format again this this is going to evolve over time uh we've got a lot of time to kill so we're going to be killing some time by talking about the early 2000s the age that basketball almost died uh but also the age of basketball where we all became nba fans many of those of us who are listening to this podcast right now all became fans during that period so i think it'll be fun to get a little nostalgic talk about some guys that we grew up loving and just uh reliving the glory days some of these teams that we just love. As bad as some of them were. As bad no, as many they, of them were. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to get – I'm very excited to talk about how Allen Iverson is mo- made perhaps the most overrated basketball player to ever play a game. Woo! Get on that most plug and get out of here. Oh, boy. For that follow and more me. hot takes, you can follow, follow me on Twitter. Me on in- underscore. Nice. Follow me on Instagram, at Nikki Palooza. All right. You can follow me at M. Pardon me. You can follow me. I've had a couple beers tonight. You can follow me at J underscore Keyless on Instagram and Twitter. Don't forget to follow me on TikTok. It's J Keyless. That's me. And you can follow NBA at NBA Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Again, the Instagram game's been hot. Okay? Fucking Zach Levine wants to be called <laughs> Count Duncula. Okay? Count Duncula. Okay? If you don't know what I'm referring to, subscribe, bitches. And also, make sure and get the podcast a five-star rating your review. We greatly appreciate it. That's how we get up in the rankings. And at this point in time, we need it because we ain't got shit else to talk about. So thank you for the ratings and reviews in advance. Uh, all right. Well, for Tad, for Nikki, for Jay, this has been NBA. And we're out. Yay. Bye. Bye-bye.